0: You all know, going to have to forgive me. My, I almost lost my voice last night. Is this on? There we go. If I don't have my microphone on and lose losing my voice, y'all really ain't going to hear me, right? Um, hey, I'm, I'm excited um, to get in the Word with you. I'm going to turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Yes, we were in Hebrews last week and chapter 12 last week, but um, we're here again. And uh, I, I don't really have uh, much of a exciting intro or like a funny joke um i, I typically try to stay away from those anyways because i'm not that funny um and i think those jokes are corny um but especially this morning um this is a serious topic um we're, we're gonna be going over we're still in um surrender um, we've been going over the the phrase surrender for several weeks now But as I was um, preparing for this sermon series, this is one of the topics that God originally spoke to me and my wife. um, And this is one that I keep pushing back uh, because I know how serious it is. Um, And so, how many of you uh, work in your garden or anything like that? Right. Anybody? Yeah. Don't forget. That's okay. It's just a speaker. Um, Who works in your garden at home? Anyone plant flowers or uh, husbands? Are you forced into it? Right. Um, When it comes to pulling weeds out, what do you have to make sure you have to do? The root. root, Right. You got to get the root right. Men, we we think of this easy thing. If we just make it look like it's gone, right? We're good to go. Right. Look, baby, I got it done. Um, But weeds, we know their roots. You have to get the root out. Right. Um, And so this morning we're talking about the root of bitterness um, and how the sin of bitterness can not only destroy you spiritually um, and and really hinder your walk with God, but bitterness, how it can physically harm you um, and how it can bring on physical illnesses to you. Um, And and not just that, if you leave bitterness unchecked, how it can destroy the church. Um, And so I, I, I want you guys to hear this from me this morning. Um, especially Dumpling members if you're a Dumpling member um, I'm preaching this out of love okay Um, and and I I haven't wanted to preach this sermon I've been trying to push it back but God said it's time and so we're gonna get into it amen Amen. so uh, we're gonna pray all right and then we're gonna dig into um, bitterness all right let's do it Heavenly Father thank you for um, allowing us to come into your house and worship you God Um, I love hearing other believers sing and to pray. Um, And God, we know that it's a joyful noise to you, God. So thank you for um, allowing us to worship you, God. Thank you for being here, God. We feel your presence. We feel your peace. We feel your grace. Um, And Lord, we pray that as we dig into your word, God, as we study what your scripture says, that you make it so clear to us, God, so that we can understand it. Um, And not just that, God, I pray that there's anyone in here, God, um, I know we all struggle with some type of bitterness. Um, Lord, I pray that you would examine our hearts and allow us to examine our hearts um, to surrender that bitterness, God. Lord, we love you. We want to glorify you through what we study. So be with us now, Father. So let me pray. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12. um, We're going to start in verse uh, 12, actually. And it says this, Therefore lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed verse 14 strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness with which no one will see without which no one will see the lord verse 15 see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of god that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it, many become defiled. Right. And so I, for me, I like to know the definition of things because we know what bitterness is. Right. Everybody knows what bitterness is. Right. Um, I, for me, I like to see the real definition. It helps me understand what I already know. Okay, so here's a definition of bitterness. I look up, it says having anger or disappointment at being treated unfairly or being harmed by someone, which leads to resentment. All right. And so um, now bitterness, we know, is different than anger. Bitterness is different than anger is different than sadness because anger on the outside is what you see anger. Right. We, We know someone's angry because when they come up to you, they're mad right? Their face is red, they're in a, their, their fists are balled up, they're saying crazy things, right? We know what anger looks like. We know when someone's sad, you walk up to them and, they're, and they're kind of, they walk a little slow and, you know, and, and how you doing? I'm all right. And so we can see that there's something going on inside them. But bitterness is a deep inside a seed that when it's planted, it takes root inside of you. And bitterness is different because you can hide the fact that you are bitter. You can hide the fact that you're angry, but angry is going to come out. You can hide the fact that you're sad by smiling, but eventually the sadness is going to come. But bitterness can take root and it's a slow growing seed. That if you don't take care of, it's poison will contaminate your entire life. Um, there's a psychologist, Dr. Karsten Wars, who says, Persistent bitterness may result in a global feelings of anger, hostility, and that when strong enough could affect a person's physical health. Did you guys know that bitterness can literally make you sick? Raise your hand if you know that. Bitterness can literally make you sick. That psychologist also said that when harbored for a long time, bitterness may forecast patterns of biological dysregulation. I sound smart right there, right? (laughs) Right. What that means simply is physically, bitterness can impair and affect your metabolism, right? Help makes you gain weight, affect your immune system, get sick more often. And even your organ function. Some psychologists even say that sometimes it can cause cancer. A bitter person, throughout the years, holding that bitterness, can bring some form of cancer to their organ systems. So you need to understand that the bitterness, the sin of bitterness, like all sin, leads to death. If it's not handled and repented from, it will completely destroy your life, your marriage, your family, your relationships, and most importantly, it will affect. Your relationship with God. Hmm. The Bible talks about. What it looks like for bitterness to go. Unchanged or unhandled. Um, go ahead and turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31. This is, this is kind of what bitterness brings about us. Right? If you, if you leave your bitterness unhandled. This is what happens. Ephesians 4 verse 31 says. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. You see, bitterness, uh, it brings about more sin. It's a sin that brings on more sin. And if you don't handle it, bitterness will lead to extreme anger or wrath. Okay? And if you don't handle that anger, and if you don't deal with that wrath, you don't go to that person who's maybe hurt you or you're mad at, that will lead to clamor. And if you don't know what that means, it sounds like this. That's unfair and I deserve better. Right? Has anybody ever got to that point before? Um, You become a little more selfish than usual. And if you don't handle that, um, it, it will lead to you eventually bad talking the person behind their back. And whether you intentionally do this or not, you're trying to get other people to think badly about the person that you're mad at. Right? And if you don't handle that, you don't check that, that will turn into something even worse. It might cause you to physically want to harm or spiritually want to harm. I said harm, um, physically harm or spiritually harm or mentally harm that person in your malice. See, bitterness, it's slow growing. And if you allow that root to, that seed to spring out roots and you allow that root to continue to grow, that just leads on to more. And more sin and causes more and more problems in your life. And so the question is, right, how do we become bitter? How, how does somebody get the seed of bitterness planted in their heart? And to make it real simple, bitterness always starts by being hurt by someone else. Always. That's, that's the root of bitterness, being hurt or harmed by someone else. And, and it could start by somebody saying something hurtful to you. Say this with me. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but... See, that is the biggest lie that we were told as kids. That words will never hurt you. Right? Because sometimes when somebody speaks a harmful word for you, even if it's intentional, if they're trying to intentionally hurt your feelings by saying something, you're ugly, you're a crook, you don't know what you're talking about, you're an idiot, right? Um, It can cause some bitterness in your life. Or maybe it's unintentional. Maybe they say something and not even realizing that it's going to hurt you. But they said it and those words hurt. That can cause bitterness, and maybe you accidentally misunderstood somebody. This is more common today because of technology. You get a text message, you get an email, you get something on Facebook, you see a post, and you read it, and you're misinterpreting um, what that person's actually trying to say. Right? Um, that's why emojis are important. Right? You can say any you can say anything you want if you put the right emoji at the end of it. Right? Um, but sometimes we get hurt because we misunderstand somebody or maybe that person isn't being clear enough. Maybe they're trying to communicate something and they're not being clear and, and it causes some type of hurt in your life. Or maybe, uh, and I, I want to be sensitive to this. sometimes bitterness comes from being abused. Um, this is something that my family, that we've had to go through. There's been some physical abuse in my family um, that caused a lot of bitterness towards a man in this world. And so some of you, I want to be sensitive, maybe some of you have experienced and I'm sorry that you have. Um, But maybe you were physically abused, maybe you were mentally abused, right? Um, When I was younger, you know, being vulnerable with you guys, when I was younger, I had people tell me, you know, Donnie, you're stupid, Um, you're not worth anything, you're from empire, and it's, you know, I still sometimes fight some of those things. And so bitterness comes from being hurt, especially with words, and so the Bible talks a lot about your words. Be careful what you say to people. Be careful of the things that you say to people. Words can destroy or they can build. Mm, amen? That's a whole other sermon. I'll get on that some. Another way that um, we get bitterness in our lives is because there's a situation that happens to us that we cannot control. Sometimes in marriages, um, one of the spouses will cheat on the other and that will cause all kinds of bitterness. That will cause all kinds of anger. Right. And, and, and maybe it's a breakup that was unexpected. Uh, maybe you grew up with bad parents who didn't really love you well, didn't hug you, didn't tell you, you were proud of you. Um, and maybe that caused a little bitterness in your life. Maybe you grew up poor and you didn't have a lot. I know some friends in my life that we grew up in the same neighborhood with the same amount of money, but they're still mad at life because they let their situation plant a seed of bitterness in them. Right? Maybe, maybe you didn't get that raise you wanted. Maybe somebody wronged you in a deal. Maybe someone took your idea. Maybe, um, and I want to be sensitive as well, maybe the death of a loved one, um, and this has happens very often. I've been in ministry for a long time. The death of a loved one causes you to be bitter with God. You see, we can become bitter with God. Right? I could ask you to raise your hand if, if you've ever been bitter, but I know everyone at some point has asked God, God, what are you doing? But I will say this, and I know I've said it up here at least four or five times. I will say it at least 400 more times until you get it. You cannot surprise God with what you tell Him. You can never tell God something and He go, I didn't know that that's how you felt. If you're bitter with God, if you're angry with God, if you're upset with God, He wants you to bring that to Him so that He can show you what He's trying to do in your life. Tell it to Him. It's easy to become bitter with God. Maybe you didn't have enough money as you thought you would for retirement. Now you got to work a little more, right? Kids didn't turn out the way you thought, right? That's a whole nother sermon. We'll get to that at some point too. I'm not naive though. I know that there are many reasons to why we can be bitter, but the sin of bitterness has power in its roots and power in its poison to destroy you and every single thing around you and every aspect of your life. That's how strong bitterness. Hebrews chapter 12. I want you to see it again. Go back to Hebrews 12. Excuse me, I get a drink of water. Hebrews 12, verse 15 says, See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it many become defiled see this is Paul quoting something from Deuteronomy chapter 29 and 18 that Israelites were in danger of idolatry they're in danger of worshiping false gods and so here was the warning that they got right it says beware lest there be among you a man or woman or clan or tribe whose heart is turning away today from the lord our god to go serve the god of those other nations Beware, lest there among you might be a root bearing poisonous and bitter fruit. You see, what happens when a Christian allows bitterness to be planted in their heart, that bitterness does a few things to the Christian. The first thing that bitterness does is it steals the Christian's joy. Bitterness literally steals the joy that we have as being Christians, being followers of Jesus Christ. You see, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to give life and life abundantly. See, as believers, we get this peace that surpasses what? All understandings. No matter what situation, whatever situation that is causing you to have bitterness, God has peace that overwhelms that bitterness. That situation. So we have this peace that nobody on earth else has unless they are founded in Jesus Christ. But the root of bitterness, if you allow it to spring up, see, it steals that joy. It steals that peace. We have this joy that we get knowing that we've been forgiven of our sins. But it steals that joy, steals that peace. If you let it. And that's what the enemy wants. You see the root of the seed of bitterness and how it's slow growing, man. That's the enemy working inside of your life. If he can tell you that, man, because it's happened to you, man, it's okay for you to be angry. If he can do that and he can slowly pull you away out of the peace, out of the joy, out of the out of the presence of the Lord, man, he's going to win. He's going to allow that. He's going to keep that bitterness. He's going to keep feeding that root. He's going to keep feeding that weed. You guys believe it? I hope so. It also, bitterness, if the Christian allows it to continue to grow, it removes the Christian out of the church and out of the community. We know that even in anxiety, right, bitterness is another thing that leads to you being anxious, right? You're upset, you can't control the situation, you get mad, then you get anxious. And we know that anxiety, we talked about it a few weeks ago, anxiety causes you to go inside, shut the door, neglect the entire situation. You just sit inside the living room on your lazy boy chair with your feet propped up, mad, watching TV, not going to church, not reading your Bible, not praying because you are upset. Hmm. Or... Somebody in that church said this, and so I'm leaving, and I'm going to the next one. And somebody said something in that church, going back to this one. It's very easy to be removed from your community because of bitterness. If you're mad at somebody in your class, if you're mad at your spouse, if you have bitterness towards your friend group, if you have bitterness in the church, you will avoid it. And it looks like in a marriage, you come home, instead of saying, hey, how you doing? I love you. Give a big hug, big kiss. You go straight to your chair and you sit down. That's called avoidance. Uh, if it's in your friend group, you're mad at one of your friends. When you see them, you, you kind of walk the other way. If it's somebody at work, you don't go that direction. You go get coffee at the other side of the hall. If you're mad or bitter at someone at church that looks like you sitting at one end and making sure you don't go to the other end. So you don't accidentally bump into the person you're mad at. Man, do you see what bitterness does? It breaks the believer out of community. And the third thing it does is it stops the growth of the church. Now, this is for dumping Baptist members. Okay, if you're not a member, um, I'm sorry, but I, I need to speak to this the members real quick. And I want you to hear me. This is straight out of love. Okay? Um, I love you guys. I, I have nothing but love for the members of this church and this community. Um, but since I've been here, and, I, and I've talked to people and invited them to church, and, hey, once you come to Dumplin', the number one thing um, why people won't come here, and I, and I try to convince them, right, is, uh, man, I know the last time I went in there, those people were so upset about something that happened 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 15 years ago. Um, and, man, they made some crazy decisions, and, so I, I, and they treated me bad, so I'm not going there. Um, so hear me. Something Baptist Church, I love you. The past is the past. And I'm sorry some things happen in this church, but they happen in every church. Right? But know this. Behold, this is Jesus. I make all things new. The past is the past. It's time that we let that root and we bring it out and we let it go. Because if we continue to be bitter about the past, it will stop the growth of the church. I love you guys. But I see it. And I know it hurts. And it hurts. I wasn't even here, and I love you guys. It hurts me. Let it go. God's trying to do something here. I see it. Now I'm excited you're excited say amen amen thank you (laughs) bitterness can stop the growth of the church because it breaks unity it causes rumors to be spread it causes bad decisions to be made and it shows the community that we are not serious about following jesus and that's just not us i'm saying the church in general okay Um, so what does the bible say about handling or surrendering the bitterness that's in your life and the only way we said in the very beginning the only way to kill the weed is to do what Get the root out, right? And so the only way for you to surrender, to uproot the entire root of bitterness, the weed and the poison, the whole thing, to get it out of your life and to surrender to Jesus is through forgiveness. Through forgiveness. The Bible talks about forgiving those who hurt you. Turn to Matthew chapter 6 with me. I want you to see it with your own eyes. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, verse 14 and 15. I want you to see this for yourself. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. It says this. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But, verse 15, if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And this isn't saying this is a condition of your salvation. right? We know that salvation, you to be forgiven of your sins. The only way to have that forgiveness, the only way to have that salvation is that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You have repented from your sins and you have turned to Jesus. That is the only way for salvation. That is the only way to get to heaven. There is no other way except Jesus Christ. I don't care what the world is trying to say. I don't care what religions are changing what. Jesus is the only way to be forgiven of your sins. So what this verse is saying is that if you have been forgiven, you show it and you show the fruit of your forgiveness by not allowing the hurt that someone brought upon you, but because you have been forgiven, you prove it by forgiving others. You, for, you prove it by forgiving others. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Colossians 3 verse 13 says, Bearing with one another. That's a hard one, right? Bearing with one another. And if it's a, com- uh, a complaint against another, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you so you always or you must also forgive God came into this world as a peacemaker and the only way to make sure that bitterness doesn't plant its evil seed inside of your heart is to seek peace with everyone seek forgiveness with everyone go back to Hebrews we're flipping Bible pages today baby come on I want you in the word. Hebrew, I don't want you just to see, I want you to see it for yourself. Hebrews 12, look at 14 and 15 one more time. Hebrews 12, verse 14 strive for peace with everyone. And for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. In order for you to surrender your bitterness, you have to dig deep and uproot it. That's hard, it's ugly, it's dirty. It's hard. But bitterness, if you let it slow grow, will not just spiritually hinder your walk with God, but it will cause you all those physical illnesses and will corrupt everything that you touch. Do you hear me this morning? I know my voice is raspy. It's not that bad. I I want you to hear this this morning. Today we're going to have communion. And communion is for believers. Okay? I mean, the Bible specifically talks about it being for Christians to partake in, in remembrance of what Jesus did on the cross. Jesus said was with his disciples. He said, This is my he took this bread, he said, This is my body, which is going to be broken for you. And he Take this cup. This, this wine in this cup this is my blood, which is going to be shed for you. That's the gospel. The only way, like I said earlier, the only way to be forgiven is through what Jesus had to go through on the cross for us. His blood being, or his body being broken, his blood being shed. We can't work our way into heaven. We can't be good enough. If you think that you can be good enough, I promise you, you, your your standard is perfection. And you're not going to get there. Jesus is the only way you can be forgiven and saved from your evil. And today, maybe some of you in here need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe today is your day of salvation. But this is what we're going to do. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, he said that before you partake in communion, before before you practice it, even in the church or the family, you have to examine yourself. And I think a lot of times when we have communion in the church, we just kind of do it. And I, I'm not. <laughs> this is one of my key phrases. Some of you might have heard it a couple of times. I don't play games. Right? I don't do things just to do them. That's a waste of time. I could be doing something else. And so if we're going to biblically do communion and have communion, we're going to first examine ourselves. And today what we're going to do is if, um, you examine your heart. If there's any sin that you haven't asked God for forgiveness for You need to do that before you partake in communion. But specifically today, Proverbs 14.10 says, The heart knows its own bitterness. And so today, if you're mad at someone, if you're bitter towards someone, if you have bitterness in your heart, maybe it's already grown into hate, or maybe it's already grown into anger, or maybe you're already at that stage, like Ephesians 4 says, that you're trying to spread rumors against somebody. If you have that type of bitterness in your life before you partake in communion want you examine it examine your heart and surrender it to Jesus. Maybe you're upset with somebody in here. If that's true we need to get up in love while we're about to examine ourselves and go seek peace. Maybe someone in here has hurt you. Maybe you've hurt someone in here. Remember that and if you don't forgive others, how could you be forgiven if you don't forgive others? <clears throat> we all have some type of bitterness in us. Maybe you're the cause of someone else's bitterness. Maybe you're maybe you're the, the other side of it, maybe you're the one being harmed. Um, The only way to get rid of bitterness in your life, the only way to be forgiven is to forgive and surrender your bitterness. Uh, Maybe you guys know the story. Uh, Mammy Mobley, 1955, she was a a black woman and uh, her son Emmett. um, They were in uh, Mississippi. And uh, they were kind of visiting some family members, and her son Emmett, 12 years old, was out playing with the neighborhood kids, right, good day, and uh, they're, you know, they went to the little grocery store to get some candy, some, something to drink, and when they came out with all the other boys in their neighborhood, they, they started playing games again, and they said, hey, Emmett, man, what'd you think about the cashier inside the grocery store? And young, young Emmett, 12 years old, you know, does what every boy would do, he goes, ooh, she was good looking, and he whistled, Right? Um, But unfortunately, we live in a country with the past where racism, the sin of racism, um, runs deep just like bitterness. And uh, young Emmett's a young black man in Mississippi in 1955, and the lady inside the store was a white woman. And uh, that night at 2 in the morning, um, some men showed up in the community, kidnapped Emmett out of his house. Weeks later, he was found dead, eyes gouged out, beaten to death. Years later, they interviewed Mammy Mobley and uh, they asked her, you know, how do you feel towards those men that killed your son? And she said, man, that's the question that everyone's asked me from the very beginning. And she said, what they had done was not for me to punish, not for me to go around hugging hate to myself because hate will destroy me and not hurt them. She said, I do not wish them dead. And if I had to, I would take their children as my own and love them as my own. And the person I was interviewing said, how could you have that type of attitude towards those men? And this is her response. "Because I was brought up in the church and in Christ. And I believe that Jesus meant what he said. And I try to live my life according to how he taught it. I haven't spent one night being mad at those men. I have been forgiven of my own sins. The only way to live up to your full potential as a believer in Jesus Christ, the only way to get rid of the bitterness in your life, Seek forgiveness to forgive. We're going to have a worship team come up. Before we practice communion, we're, we're, we're going to do some self-examination. And what that's going to look like, if you're not a believer and you want to talk to me about what it takes for you to be forgiven of your sins, I'll be right here ready to talk to you. Jesus is more than willing and more than able to forgive you. God, if you, don't hear any, if you hear one thing from me today, know this, that God loves you and has a plan for your life. Just admit that you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus died for you. Confess him before men. Just say, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father. If you don't confess me before men, I will not confess you before my Father. So if you want to know how to be forgiven, I'll be here to talk to you. For everyone else, if you need to repent of bitterness, if you need to repent of some type of sin in your life that you haven't repented of, before we partake in communion, before we do what God told us to do, Jesus said to do this in remembrance of me, before we do that, Let's repent of the things that he had to die for. So if you have any type of bitterness in your life, if you need to forgive someone, you need to ask for forgiveness in here, handle your business. But if you need to repent of bitterness, the altar is here and ready for you to come pray. If it's not bitterness, you have other sin in your life that you need to repent of, it's here. I'll be here to pray for you. I would love to pray for you. But just for a few moments, I'm going to ask Camille and Gary play We're not going to sing we're just going to play, use this time to look at your own heart and ask for forgiveness. And then I'll have the deacons come forward and we'll, we'll get communion going. So go ahead and bow your eyes. I'm going to pray and then we're just going to spend a few moments examining our own hearts. Go ahead and bow your heads. Father, thank you for um, just the blessing of your forgiveness. Jesus, you didn't have to die for us, but you did because you love us. The only reason we have a way to be forgiven is because you love us. So, Father, I pray that we would actually look into our hearts right now, God. It's so easy for us to just be bitter, to neglect it, God, to just let it grow. It's so easy to do that. It's much harder to try to live after you. But, God, we want to be a people after you. So, God, I pray that there's any bitterness in our hearts. If we're we're upset at someone, if we're hurt, God, reveal those things. Give us strength and courage to seek to forgive and to be forgiven. If there's um, any um, thing that's stopping our church from being united, break it, God. If there's anything stopping us from growing the way that you want us to grow, break it, remove it. God, reveal to us the things in our heart that we need to surrender. Go ahead and spend the next few minutes examining your heart. The altar's here for prayer. I'll be ready to pray for you. And then we'll start communion.